Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric and today I'm talking about the new comics that I picked up on March 18th, 2020. Um, so I, my goal this month, this year, and finally I'm achieving it this month, has been to read all of the new comics that I pick up um, and uh, so far that has meant kind of skipping ahead at, on some of the titles but this week I uh, took the time to catch up on a lot of these um, and it was so it's kind of a, a double-edged sword there that I wanted to be able to talk more in depth about all of these books but because I spent so much time reading uh, a lot of back issues, especially for Middle West, I'll get to that. Uh, that's the most recent thing that I read. It was the last thing that I finished reading, so I'll be able to talk about that a lot. But because for some of these, I read like three, four other issues, and in the case of Middle West, 13 or 12 other issues before reading this week's uh, release. Um, it's going to make some of these a little bit hard to remember anyway. Um, but anyway, uh, so I'm just going to get right into it. Um, for all the Archie stuff, I actually read a lot of Archie this week. I didn't need to to catch up uh, for Archie and Katie Kane um, because I had already been reading since uh, number one of three. Um, and if you're listening to the audio version of this show, go to youtube.com slash today I watched, um, and check out the video feed so you can see all the covers and everything that I'm talking about. Uh, but if you're tuning in live or watching a replay on YouTube, thanks for tuning in here. All right. So, um, anyway, so I knew it was going on here, but I had not read, uh, Archie and Sabrina, which is the previous five issues, because uh, the overall issue number is 712. Um, Archie and Sabrina was uh, 706 through 709, I think. No, seven, let's see. Do, do, do. 705 through 709, because uh, it's five issues. Um, so I went back and read that so that I knew all the connecting parts. I really, I really, really liked it. Um, it had a lot of flashbacks, like from to the beginning of the summer. Like one of the issues is entirely about the beginning of the summer, and uh, I liked how it all connected everything um, to what 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 is going on with with Archie and Sabrina. So, um, anyway, Archie and Katie Keene. I don't remember exactly what happened in here because I also read uh, Archie nineteen fifty five, which is basically. Uh, it takes place in 1955, but Archie is uh, it's it's basically the story of Elvis Presley, but with Archie in that role. So um, that was a really cool. Uh, I think it was five parts, and then Archie: The Married Life, tenth anniversary, was in six parts, but each issue was two stories. Uh, you had one story with Archie where Archie had married Veronica and it's the 10th anniversary. And then the other uh, half of the book, the second half of each book was Archie having married uh, Betty. So that was really interest interesting. And it, I don't want to spoil very much. Um, I mean, because it is alternate timeline stuff that is actually 
that that comes into play of the story of the the stories of both of them um and i thought that was really cool i like all that kind of stuff anyway but um the weirdest thing about archie the married life 10th anniversary is that and i think maybe it was a it might have been a mistake in one of the issues because then the that character is referred to as something else but archie and veronica's son is is named andrew they talk about him being called andrew uh but then in the last issue they call him freddie which is which is archie's son archie and betty's son's name in the in the the archie and betty timeline so i'm not sure if it was a mistake that it was called he was supposed to be called freddie in both timelines named after archie's dad of course um or if he actually was meant to be called Andrew, which would mean that his name is Andrew Andrews, which is, that's, that's a dumb name. So Archie and Betty's timeline is way better because their son doesn't have a stupid name. There you go. All right. So, um, up next we had deceased unkillables number two of three. I hadn't read number one yet. Um, I'm showing the main cover here uh, first, which is awesome on its own. Uh, and, of course, we have my favorite version of Batgirl on this cover, so I'm a bit partial uh, to this uh, to this cover. But um, anyway, my favorite version of Batgirl is Orphan, uh, Cassandra Kane. But um, anyway, this I, I hadn't read number one yet, so I went back and read number one. Uh, this is so awesome. I like this more than the regular deceased series. Um, I have to go back and, and read it at some point cause it's been a little while since I read that anyway, but, um, oh man, it's so cool. And that, but it all it is also really weird to read this story about an anti-life equation and a virus that's spreading over everywhere with everything that's going on right now, but it was still really cool and it was, it's awesome to see. Uh, all of these, it, this, this basically is the, the villains are forming together to, to survive. Um, and I'm really looking forward to number three. Uh, but this here, we have the, uh, full metal jacket version of the cover reborn to kill. That's awesome. And Gotham, the wind doesn't blow. It sucks. And then we have um, the uh, the other variant cover with Cheetah there with the infection, with the virus just tearing her own face apart. That's pretty terrifying. Um, <clears throat> then we have, speaking of monsters on an island, because they all, they all go to an island on that. Uh, we have Deadpool, King of Monsters, uh, number four. Uh, we have him fighting Crick. Is it Craven the Hunter? Yes. Craven the Hunter uh, is in this book. So reading these two back to back had me think, had me wondering, maybe I had these characters mixed up. Because um, Vandal Savage and Craven the Hunter have some similarities. Uh, I know Vandal Savage has been around for a really, really long time. I don't know if Car- Craven Hunter is also that. I think maybe I was thinking that Craven Hunter had that same. Craven the Hunter still ha- had that same type of backstory that's been around a really long time. But anyway, this is the son of Craven the Hunter. Anyway, um, this book is really fun. 
Um, this mostly concludes this story of the first three issues, uh, but then keeps it moving forward to the next stuff. Um, and I like the the last page of it is really nice. And it's kind of a, a, a little Easter egg, not really an Easter egg because it's not hitting. It's the full last page, but, uh, a nice homage to, uh, another book that has ended recently, but I don't want to spoil that. Um, you'll just have to go check it out. Um, all right, next we have The Return of Die, Die, Die by Robert Kirkman and Scott Gimple um, with the artists Chris Burham and uh, Nathan Fairbairn. Um, I wasn't, I didn't know that this was coming back already. Uh, I don't really look at what's coming up the next week other than the couple of weeks that I did that on the show. And then I just ended up like talking about the same, saying the same stuff about the things that I talked about the week before. So I'm not going to do that part that aspect of it anymore but um yeah this this issue is pretty nuts i didn't um i didn't exactly remember what had happened by the end of issue six because there's a lot of things going on but um it gave some good recaps of what you basically need to know um to to understand what's going on in this issue um, oh, I should have pulled up my, um, so I've been doing, uh, the thousand comic challenge, uh, hashtag thousand comic challenge and also hashtag one zero 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 comic cha- challenge, um, with my local comic book shop, Paul of justice comics, H O E J comics on, uh, Twitter and, and Instagram. Um, and I got with having caught up on everything so that I could read all the way up through uh, uh, catching up with all of Middle West since I started participating in it. I've read 77 books and I'm really impressed with myself, I guess, proud of myself for that. And also getting uh, reading everything from this week. Also, even though it took me until the end of the night on Sunday uh, to do it, I probably could have done. I mean, if I didn't have so many other books to catch up on to be able to uh to to read everything um i would have gotten that done a lot sooner but anyhow uh fantastic four up next we have oh let me take a a quick moment to talk about the walking dead the tv show so episode 13 uh season 10 episode 13 just happened and i'm getting a message some messages here real quick so i need to just in case something crazy is going on Okay, it was uh, a mistaken group text meant to be an individual text. Um, anyway, uh, so episode 13, uh, I think it's called What We Become, uh, of season 10 of The Walking Dead is, uh, is so crazy and awesome, and I really liked it. Uh, last week's episode, episode 12, was my favorite episode of the series so far, but... Um, this this week's episode was like this this really cool like what if there there it wasn't the whole episode wasn't what if but a good portion of it was like a what if scenario and uh the way that that functioned within the episode like how we got there was really clever i thought and yeah just the whole episode is really really cool so go check that out um but not don't check it out just by itself. Like 
watch this whole season. Um, if you can't watch all of season nine also, because season nine and season 10 have been really good. Um, so there you go. Episode 13 of season 10 of the walking dead. Really cool. Really weird. Crazy. Awesome. Check it out. Um, okay. Onward to fantastic four. Number 20. Uh, we have a whole situation. Oh, okay. I do remember what happened to this, this one, even though it was one of the first ones that I read for this week. Um, so I'd say this is one of my favorite books from this week, but um, so Fantastic Four, they come back from all the stuff that they're doing. I don't know what they were doing. Cause I, I don't think I, the last one that I read was like issue number 12 or something. So I skipped a little bit, but um, Johnny storms has, has a soulmate named sky. Um, I forget what her, that's her, like her superhero name. Um, I don't remember what her real name is, but she's from another planet and she has wings and she can fly and all that kind of thing. She can talk, talk to birds. And, um, so they come back and you, and you can see on the cover here that they're, uh, so there's sky there on the lower, uh, right. And we've got Johnny storm and then, um, his best friend, I forget what his best friends is, is called, but, um, is it mole man? There's a whole situation with mole man and it all like ties together with the specific situation that Johnny storm and sky are in basically. And, uh, it was really cool. I liked, I liked it a lot. Not even no, not knowing that character at all. Like sky, sky is really cool. And I hope that, uh, she's a big part. I mean, she's gotta be a big part. She came home with him and, they thought, uh, oh, who, some, they, I think they were hoping that they would like break up or something, but they're like, they're like even closer now or some, I, I, I don't remember that aspect of it exactly, but I didn't really like this book and, um, I should pull up what all of my ratings were. Um, uh, let's see. So twitter.com slash jkire. If you go there, you can see all of my um, my comic reading tweets, and I'm just going to scroll down. Um, I didn't necessarily read these in alphabetical order, um, but I sort of did. I jumped around a lot, especially when I went off to read all of the Archie comics. Um, let's see, let's see. Fantastic Four. I just said Sky is Awesome. I get four out of five stars. Um, die, die, die. I said, I don't think I can talk about any of this book in fan- family friendly terms. Uh, four out of five, four out of five stars. I be- mostly gave everything four out of five stars, but there was a couple that I gave four and a half. Um, uh, let's see. What did I give four and a half stars? Plunge number two. I gave four and a half star or, or nine stars out of 10. Um, deceased unkillables. I said, this is great. Stained doors, wash your hands, be nice, is what I said. Um, basically, what I had said already. But, anyway, yeah, I think DC Stone Killables is my favorite book of this week um, overall. But Fantastic Four was up there for sure. I really liked um, all this stuff with Sky. Um, oh, I also really, really liked spider-woman i gave that a, a nine out of ten as well um but anyway justice league number 43 what did i say in my tweet about it so you can see it right here i got the variant cover and i did intend to uh talk about 
mention all of the uh, like uh, uh, the writers' names, artists' names, and all of that, but um, I just got overwhelmed with how many of the books that I read this week. But uh, let me see what I wrote about Justice League over here. Um, oh yeah, so there's a space battle at the beginning of this issue that I really liked a lot. Um, I think it was at the beginning of this issue. There's a couple of books that I've read recently that have, um, have like lots of action at the front. Uh, Oh, uh, over the, over the ropes is another one like that where a lot of the action was like at one part of the book. And then the rest maybe wasn't as, as interesting. I don't remember exactly what happened in this book, but I, I, I remember that I liked this the space battle that was going on with them fighting all of the different all of this the 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 supermen that um oh what is what is his name the 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 dude that's trying to to take everybody's powers and then he like dismisses anybody that's human cuz like this doesn't help me Wh- whatever but um but yeah they're they're fighting like off on another planet because he tricked them uh flash tricked them into to go- going into the speed force portal thing and so they're away on a different planet and green lantern is kind of taking the lead on this one and um with all this the space strategy Uh, but um yeah i definitely need to go back to read i read number 42 um where they were still on earth and then they ended up here on this in this issue um but i think this this wrapped up that story arc um, if I remember correctly, but yeah, cool stuff. Then we have, uh, the Lolo woods number four. Um, this variant cover is by Jenny Frizen is awesome. And she's done all of the, the variant covers for this book so far. Um, I did go back. I hadn't read any of the Lolo woods yet. Um, so I went back and I read issues one all the way up to issue four. It's, uh, I believe it's, it's going to be a six part series. Um, but yeah, this is really cool. Uh, about a couple of best friends who have, who bonded at first because they had both been kind of lost in the woods and like this bad thing happened and they got away and all that. And there's all kinds of mystical stuff going on. They live in a coal town. So there's all kinds of, uh, like that local coal town kind of, lore and history and with like fissures opening up i i don't know if this part of it is very common in coal towns but like fissures in the earth opening up and like like it being a real problem with like the carbon monoxide and all the different gases and how hot it is all i kind of like the 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 heat of the earth and everything but there's supernatural stuff like this creepy deer lady that first appears in the first issue and then there's also these like skinless creatures that are kind they kind of remind me of the titans in attack on titan but they're not gigantic they're just the size of regular people and then they're oh there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on with this and there's a there's a witch in the town that they go to for help and it it's it's awesome so um go check this out what did i write for it on twitter write about it on twitter um, I read Lucifer first and then went back and read Lola Woods. So, um, let's see. 
Oh, I need to open up this whole thread. Okay, Lola in the Woods, number one. Um, oh, yeah, I read it like 3 a.m. I don't, didn't think that was probably wasn't a good idea. Uh, number Issue number two, there wasn't as much supernatural stuff in that issue, but there's a lot of like real-life scary stuff, um, like with their backstories and everything. Um, number three, is it? Uh, oh, Octavia. So one of the girls, she has a pet rat, and that rat only appears in this issue so far, but... That made me really happy to see that she had a pet pet rat, and I gave it four and a half out of five stars, or nine out of ten. And uh, then issue number four, things are just have gone nuts, and um, it seemed like the threat was only in the woods, but it's there's like apparently no escape from it as long as you're in that town or whatever. Um, so yeah, really cool stuff going on in that book. Um, let's see. Then Lucifer up next. We have Lucifer number 18. Um, I think the last issue I read was maybe like number three. So I did not catch up on this one. Um, I just jumped right into here, but this was a really cool issue to jump in on. This is about the wild hunt with, uh, Odin leading the church to, to, to hunt us, this one God. Um, and it's something that they do all the time. So that like releases the bad energy or something. I don't, I don't remember the, the specifics of why they hunt this specific God or whatever, but Lucifer has, is with that God who they thought was dead, but is actually still alive. And every time they hunt it and kill it, that god comes back so that they can hunt it and kill it again, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, this this issue is really cool. I don't know how it fits in with what was happening right before this, but um, I, I, I didn't feel like I was missing context of it. It felt like a pretty standalone issue um, as far as it making sense to itself. Um, okay, so... I I have a whole bunch more to talk about, but I'm going to get real in-depth. Not really in-depth. I don't want to spoil very much. You know what? Just go go read Middle West. It's awesome. Um, nine, out of, nine out of ten for this issue and the couple of issues before it. Um, uh, I read... I had previously read issues one through three, and then I just, I just kept like putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Like, oh, the new issue just came out. I picked it up, and but I still I'm not caught up on it. So I'll I'll read it later. Um, so I decided instead of just skipping everything and reading issue number sixteen, that I would take the time to get caught up, read issues four through sixteen. It took. Uh, it took a few hours. I'm not the, the best reader. I'm not the fastest reader. But I'm glad that I did that because just jumping right into the issue number 16, I would have missed a whole lot um, and spoiled a whole lot. And it's it's definitely worth reading all of it in order without knowing anything uh, because there it goes in directions that I did not expect at all. And that's been really, really fun. So go read Middle West um, by Scotty Young and uh, art by Jorge Corona. Um, Jorge has been 
uh, here in Denver to do signings at Hall of Justice Comics a couple of times. And I could have sworn I got a, a signature from him. Maybe it was for the very first issue, but I, I don't remember because I missed the first time they came when they had the preview issues of number one. And so I do have that issue and it's signed. But I thought I, I had actually met him later. But that's the only one that I have. I I don't know. But um, it was really cool to meet him that I told him, like, I really like the book and all that. Because at that point, it was only up to, like, issue number seven or something. Um, and so, so I told him I was behind on it. But I, I really liked it. And it was awesome that he uh, came out uh, to meet everyone and all that. So anyway, Middle West is great. Um, then we have Over the Ropes. Uh, so I caught up. Uh, I had only read the first issue, but reading issue number two, number three, and then number four here is it's really nice. Like it's uh, so like breaks kayfabe, but also in while breaking kayfabe and revealing that wrestling is all planned and all that kind of stuff. The characters in here are going into the business for themselves and they're breaking the broken kayfabe in a way kind of. So like they're the, the real life situations and the, the drama around it and all that. I really enjoying that about this and like the, the real life familial rivalries and stuff like that. Check this out. It's really cool. And it sounded like, the next issue is the final issue of this story arc. Hopefully they do like a second season or whatever, you know, another five issues or, or whatnot. Um, this particular issue doesn't have a whole lot of wrestling. There's, there's like a couple pages of it. Um, so this is what I was talking about with justice league, that there are a few comics that I, I read this week that, um, have a lot of the action in one part of the comic and then like a lot of talking in the other part. And this, uh, this is one of those issue number two, especially if I remember correctly, there's a lot of talk, just talking in the first half of it, but then they get into the wrestling in the second half. And that really picked it up for me. But, um, not to say that the talk, the talking and dialogue scenes are bad in this book at all, but personally, I like the wrestling part of the wrestling comics. Um, so it was, uh, I liked that this one had it kind of sprinkled throughout. Um, even though there's, there's even less wrestling in this one than issue number two, but it gets, it's, it sets things up for the, uh, the next issue, which I think is going to be like 100% wrestling probably. So, um, yeah, check it out over the ropes. Uh, plunge. Plunge is awesome. Read it. I give it nine out of ten. Uh, issue number two came out this week. Um, it's like a, a, a um, oh, what? How to describe it? It's it's like a sea voyage to uh, it's like a salvage. It's a salvage mission uh, to to a ship that has been who is that was lost at sea decades ago. And it's this team that goes out to get there, and it's at the it, it, it's a, a a meteor. It's not a volcanic island's crater. It's a meteor crater. That's it's like this ring, and the ship. They figure out that it it only started broadcasting because 
there was a big like tsunami that shifted it and probably put the uh, the the solar panels into place. And there's all kinds of crazy stuff that's going on, and that they're trying to figure out, and um, so that they can report back what happens, recover the bodies, recover the research because there's a research vessel, all that kind of stuff. Just, uh, I'm not doing it justice at all, but like, if any of that sounds interesting to you, like this, the salvage mission, being at sea, a, a crazy island that you're on, if you're a fan of Lost, basically, check out this book. It's it's awesome. Um, even though it's only in issue number two, I believe it will be six issues total, I am most excited out of all of the Hill House comic books. Um, this one is my favorite so far. Um, of course, that could change depending on like how all the other ones wrap up in the last couple of issues. Like some of them might have like the coolest ending, and so this this one is the the furthest away from the ending, but it's it already is my favorite. So, yeah, check it out. The plunge or plunge. There's no that. Just plunge. Um, also, this week we had the Robin. 80th anniversary 100 page special um this book is a really cool uh compilation of um a bunch of different stories about all the different robins uh of course you have the dick grayson a couple of stories about him and then as him as nightwing um i think he has three stories everybody else only has like one or two um then you have uh, Jason Todd is the second. He was the second Robin, I think. And then um, Tim Drake. Uh, then Stephanie Brown, who is on the 2000s. I think this is the yeah the 2000s cover by Derek Chu. Um, and she, currently she is now a spoiler. And then she was Batgirl before being. So she was Batgirl very briefly, and then she was. Uh, then she became Robin for a while. I think that's the order she did it. I'm pretty sure she was Batgirl before she was Robin, or maybe she was Robin first. Um, and then she became, and then she was the spoiler after that. Um, but uh, yeah, and then uh, Damien, uh, Bruce Wayne's son, is the current Robin. And there's a couple of stories from him. So my favorite one, uh, my favorite story of this, I think probably was the one where Jason Todd, um, I think it's called Out of Time or something like that. And it was all about uh, him repairing or trying to repair uh, Bruce Wayne's watch that was his father's. And he gives it to him as a birthday gift. And uh, yeah, I really, really like that story. Um, it was the, the least action full story of all of them, but I thought it was the, I, I thought it was the nicest, most heartwarming story of them all. Um, and also coming, like having this so soon after the Alfred or, uh, RIP Pen Pennyworth, um, issue or Pennyworth or RIP, I forget what the exact name of that book was, because that one was also a compilation of all these stories from all the bat family. So it was kind of a similar kind of thing. Um, so reading both of those within a month uh, is really, really cool. Um, but also maybe a little bit of uh, tear jerk possibilities. I, I English good. Um, 
Up next, we have Spider-Woman number one. Um, I got the die-cut cover, which is really cool. Um, I don't, if you're watching the video, it's in, I have it bagged and boarded, so I can't open it. I could. Actually, you know what? I am going to open it up. And... Okay, so we've got the die-cut there so the triangle out in the middle uh, the back of the book is really cool too but then inside so you just have the the yellow that you see but inside of the book like it's an extra bonus cover with like this spray paint version of, with a spray paint stencil look to it that's really cool um but anyway this oh man i also gave this nine out of ten stars um, it's really good. I, I do want us to keep reading this. Um, it's a, it's a little bit wacky, but I think it, it, that that's totally fine. And, uh, you have her, she's the main story of it. Oh my gosh. Um, cause we go back in time. There's two stories in this first issue. And the main story, the first one, she is uh, has to save a whole boatload of kids, a literal boatload of kids, because she's working security for a rich kid's birthday party, because there's people that are trying to kidnap this kid and stuff. And it's it's pretty awesome. She uses a really annoying kid, a really jerk of a kid, a, a, a kid that's just being a, a like an a-hole uh she uses this kid as a weapon and that was pretty great i think that was my favorite moment of the whole comic um so yeah check that out spider woman it's cool um then we have getting closer to the end here i think like five more comics to talk about um we have uh star wars adventures issue number 31 uh tales from wild space is the second part of the book and I can't remember what happened in that one. But the first half of the book is Ray training with uh, Poe Dameron uh, with how to fly the X-Wing. Um, so I think this probably takes place be- between Last Jedi and... No, actually, it probably, ta- t- probably takes place before Last Jedi. Because she went off on her own after Last Jedi. I think. I don't remember. But it's definitely before Rise of Skywalker because she's learning how to fly her X, the X-Wing. Um, no, it was probably after Last Jedi because she didn't have the X-Wing before that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Star Wars Adventure, it's, it's, it's fun. It's cool. I, I like the art style of the Star Wars Adventures more than I do the regular star wars books the marvel ones uh that have more like realistic ones it's it's nice to to personally it's nice to have that variety of more cartoony middle west also has a more cartoony but has it's it's not um it's not like clean clean looking cartoony it's very uh kind of wild um lots of very loose i think that's the word i'm looking for more than wilds but um 
Yeah, I, I like both. I, I like all the different styles, having lots of variety. If they all look the same, if all the books from all the companies all that had the same style of characters, then whatever style that is would get old. So I I I like that lots of different styles exist. Although there's some styles I could do without, but I don't. And generally, generally, I don't read those books anyway. Um, anyhow, uh, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, number nine. I have not read number three through through eight. Um, this is so I, I just jumped ahead and just read this one. Uh, the one of the things I really like about these Jimmy Olsen books is that it changes like it changes format like every couple of pages like oh it's a brand new story like it introduces each little part of the story as a brand new story and that's really fun this one this specific issue uh so this is the main book jimmy gets a clue then we also have uh the variant with him crashing a wedding you know what i forget exactly what happens in the like the real story of this of this issue but I did really like the the little Olsons, which is like uh, uh, what was the original name? What was the original name of Peanuts? It, it was Peanuts, but I think it was like Our Gang or something like that. Or uh, but it was kind of making fun. Of, it, it was a, like a parody of that. So that's throughout, and it's uh, and we find out that it's when uh, he's spacing out during like these these mediation sessions or whatever. I don't, I don't remember exactly except for that. Those, uh, peanuts style parts were, were pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely need to go get, go back and read the rest of these to, to connect the dots of what's going on there. Uh, then we have Yusagi Ujimbo, uh, issue number nine. We have uh, tatami part two of two. Uh, so I didn't go back and read, like three through eight. I only read issue number eight because that was the first part of this specific story. Um, and it is all about, uh, he, he joins this caravan that is transporting, uh, a, a bunch of tatami mats to the Lord, the, the new Lord of the, the, that region. And, um, there it's very important to get these mats to, to this, this person, they're handcrafted they're they're pristine and all that and many people lose their lives protecting these these tatami mats that are presumably only being used for this one occasion so uh but it was really cool in the uh the previous issue like the first like eight page maybe not eight pages several pages are specifically about the making how they make these mats and I, I really really liked that um part of the book but this part was really cool too with uh fighting off ninjas and all that to to get these mats to their destination safely so um check it out they're also doing the color classics which is going back to the beginning and adding color to them because uh, they originally when they originally came out they're in black and white um so those have been coming out recently as well and it, definitely worth uh checking out and then um, two more books. Second to last book, uh, Vampirella number nine. 
This was the first book that I read from this week, so I don't remember anything at all. But check it out. Uh, Vampire is pretty cool. Um, oh, there's something she uh, she got transported somewhere else, and then somebody like asked her if she had something. And was like, does it look like I have pockets? That's all. I, that's all I remember. That's what I tweeted about. What was she doing? Oh, she came. There's a guy who also had could fly and had like the giant wings, but they're like a different type of wings, and is claiming that he's part of some other alien race that's similar to hers and that they need to find their home or something like that. And um, kind of goes from there. I don't. I, I don't want to. I probably already explained it very poorly and inaccurately of what was actually going on but vampirella check it out and then um hell arisen i have not read any of hell arisen yet uh this is coming out of all of the uh uh batman who laughs infected uh stuff with infected shazam you have infected um uh, uh donna troy and all that uh, i think she becomes deathbringer um I think that's her infected name. And then we have uh, Kara Zor-El, Supergirl. She's infected. That like my favorite version of Supergirl ever in the Supergirl books um, with her doing her thing while being infected that I, I just really, really like that. But anyway, they, it turns out the, the Batman who laughs is, Oh, I don't, I don't know if I, well, you can see on the cover here, Batman Who Laughs has his knee on Lex Luthor's chest. So it's basically dark, dark multiverse Bruce Wayne versus the 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 real multiverse um, Lex Luthor. But Lex Luthor has been going around trying to to gather as many people as he can, all the villains and all that kind of thing, and um, to to serve this this god being ultimate multiverse controlling thing i I don't even it's like she seems like she's beyond a god basically but uh perpetua as all this stuff coming together um so issue number three has, has been getting a lot of talk about it because it is the first full appearance of punchline who is the joker's new sidekick and I don't under like I understand the excitement over a new character. I don't understand why this like number three of Hell Arisen, it's such a big deal made about it. I still see listings for it for like sixty dollars for an issue of it. I'm not gonna sell my copy. I just want to have the complete story. If I sold my copy, I wouldn't have a copy of it anymore. Um and uh so so if i if i did sell i not say that i wouldn't ever sell it but if i did sell it i would sell it as issues one through four not just that one issue but anyway i i get it but to the people who are valuing it that much which is everybody i guess or whatever whatever everybody who cares about it it like 
for it to be valued that much because of that character is so dumb. That character appears on like three or four pages and she doesn't say anything. She doesn't say anything in those three or four pages. And one of the pages she's like in the background and it does, it's, it's, it's dumb that it's that, that issue is being sought after so much when nobody cared about issues one and two of Hellerism at all. And I saw some posts from uh, some comic shops like, hey, if you want to come in and buy issue number three of Hell Arisen, you got you to gotta also buy issue number one and two uh, just to kind of prove that you're not just in this to flip it on eBay and all that kind of stuff because I, I can definitely really – understand why that would be so so annoying everybody's coming to the comic book shop oh i heard that this book is really valuable do you have any copies of it so i can buy it and then make money off of it that you're you can't make off of it because you're the retailer you gotta sell it the cover price so i totally get the frustration there from the comic book shops and all of that and um even if that wasn't something that they're annoyed about which i don't know how it wouldn't be um i would uh, I would be annoyed, probably annoyed about it also because it's like, yeah. And then it's like so overhyped when I got to it, I was like, Oh, hey, hell is number three. This is the book everyone's talking about. And then that issue was like, okay, it wasn't great. Issue number four is way better. Um, and it's the conclusion of the, this mini series, this little side story, or this, and then it continues into, uh, okay, so it, this leads into what's coming next, which is Death Metal. And just from the name, that sounds freaking awesome. So, um, yeah, yeah, like the cover, the, the, the book that has Punchline, that variant, now that I could see people being like, this is awesome because that cover is, is amazing. I think it's an art germ cover of punchline um and another thing is that on the main page that okay no i don't i don't have issue number three with me right here but um on the main page that she appears um and that the most is said about her because she doesn't say anything what makes it even more annoying and kind of dumb that this book is so valued because of her is that the Joker is like, oh, meet, meet my new friend Punchline. She's the funniest girl I've ever met or something like that. It's like, okay. That is not like, that's just, that's telling, not showing. That's a prime example of that, that storytelling rule of show, don't tell. Joker saying that she's really funny does not make her really funny we do not see her being really funny unless it that's an ironic statement that he the, and we will find out why he thinks that she's very funny and it might just be that she's super violent and that's what makes the joker think she's really funny but that's not made clear here in my opinion and so either way, it doesn't work. It's just telling. It's not showing us that. 
and showing could be somebody talking. If you're if you want to show that somebody is well spoken, if you want to show that somebody is uh, has a, a, a good sense of humor, uh, show us that by having them say things that express that th- that that show us that they they are those things. Instead of somebody else saying like this this gal over here is really funny. Watch out. So anyway, that's my whole rant about punchline and Hellerism number three. But I do really like Hellerism as a whole. And I am very ex- and also Supergirl leading up to this. It's been great. I have not read Batman slash Superman yet. Which also I kept as I was reading Supergirl, kept saying, Oh, see Batman Superman number three for this. Batman Superman number four for this. I'm like, I know I'm not reading those yet. I have them. I haven't read them yet. Now I can go back and read them and fill in some of the gaps, I guess. But um yeah, the as a whole, awesome. Number three, it's not don't nobody no don't pay if you just want to read it, don't buy it on eBay. Don't buy a physical copy of it. Get it on Comixology or uh, however you buy your digital comics. If you don't buy digital comics, give it a shot. Sometime it's it, it's pretty great, um, especially for rare issues, extremely sought after, valuable, expensive, rare issue. So dumb. Anyway. Don't don't buy don't buy that issue for for any more than four dollars the cover price. It's not it's not it's not a great issue. It's it's good, but it's like the only reason to, to There's no reason to buy there have been a couple of issues that I've bought that are pretty up there, but that was to complete a whole collection that was, you know, published a couple decades ago, mainly Catwoman. But um, anyway, uh, so that is that's that's all of it. I, everything is on the floor now. I don't have anything left on my desk to talk about for the new comics this week. This is a really long episode. Um, hopefully, it was somewhat entertaining in some way. Um, let me know what you thought about all of the books, all of these books that came out last week and all the other books, um, tons and tons of other books that I don't read. That I don't pick up. Uh, you can tell I'm heavily into DC. Uh, are there some really great Marvel? Actually, this week was kind of half and half in a way. Um, uh, it felt like skewed a lot more towards DC because there's a lot more to catch that I caught up on, but, um, Anyway, uh, let me know what you thought about everything and what other comics that I should maybe check out. Um, and if you have any, there, there are tons of uh, creators, independent creators that have been putting a lot of their stuff up for uh, very inexpensive prices or even free in some cases. Um, so if you have a favorite creator, um, check out their Twitter, their Instagram and all that. Um, uh, see what they're, they're putting out there right now, uh, what they're making out. Uh, available from their back catalog, but also just support them in general, even if they don't have a sale specifically for something really cheap or all that. If, if your favorite artists, especially independent artists, um, have something out there that you haven't read yet, 
you know, get a digital copy of it. Um, that's uh, that's a really easy thing to do. They don't have to ship anything to you or anything like that. Um, and uh, yeah, go, so support your favorite artists, your favorite writers, all that um, if you can. Uh, you know, take care of uh, uh, what you need for your for yourself first, and and uh, of course. Um, but if you have an extra like five bucks and you want it, and you would have normally spent it on um, like going to a movie, which we can't right now, um, you know, consider uh, getting a digital comic or even an actual comic directly from uh, the creators that you like. Um, so there you go. That's that's it for this week. Um, no, no conventions coming up to talk about. All of them have been getting delayed. Um just right just a few minutes before this podcast uh the next one that i had scheduled that hadn't been delayed yet they pushed that back until august um so i'll probably do that or i'll just do it for next year um they they said you could do either of those options so we'll see um how that works out um but uh yeah i think the the next one that i think has the highest likelihood of happening is is oh i think in june i think it might be possible that this one will still happen in june is uh st louis mighty con um but i'm not going to talk about specifics of that just keep keep a lookout on demonjackal.com is all of my artwork and uh, uh comic convention news type updates um so that's it anyway Tweet me at TIW Podcast. Go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. Stay safe, healthy, and happy out there in all the infinite multiverses, especially the dark multiverse. Maybe we're in the dark multiverse now. Keep a lookout for a, a, a crazy Batman with a metal visor around his face. Um, or I guess he doesn't need that in his own multi. He has to, he, he needs that when he comes to the other multiverses. So he doesn't go crazy, I guess, um, uh, from what I understand, but we, Oh, we do in, in number four, we see him without it for a second. That's a spoiler, but anyway, uh, see you next time here on TIW podcast. Bye.